Hello, I'm Laurel, and welcome to the podcast, That Fangirl Life. This is the podcast where each week I'll be chatting to a guest about fangirl life, as well as answering some of your questions. This week, I'm chatting to music journalism graduate, Izzy Aldridge, who based her entire dissertation on music fandoms. Join us as we discuss how being part of a fandom can enrich people's lives and why One Direction's Olivia deserved those trumpets. Hello everybody, we are back with the second episode of That Fangirl Life. Um, today I am joined by Izzy. Hello. Hello. Um, Izzy, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I am a recent music journalism graduate from Bim Brighton. Um, I'm a blogger over at What Izzy Did and a freelance journalist as well. And I also work in hospitality, so I'm furloughed at the moment, joining everyone else. But yeah, I do a little bit of everything, really. So you have just graduated this year. How was that completing your degree, first of all, in Covid times, first of all? Well, um, yeah, it was definitely an experience. It's, It's really strange having gotten so used to a routine of going into uni and seeing all your friends and everything like that, and then suddenly having to do it all from home in your family bedroom with your family around a different adjustment period to yeah. what I'm used to but glad it's all done with I must say <laughs> <laughs> so your dissertation I get confused because I know some people have final year projects yeah. and dissertation so it was your dissertation <laughs> it was um what was the title of the dissertation and the proposal that you gave to your lecturer in regards to how you wanted to do this and why you're on the podcast today. Yeah, so uh, basically the title of it was called What a Feeling, Music Fandom as a Vehicle for Enrichment and Personal Development. So basically what I wanted to do with it was look into how fan culture and being immersed in a fan culture can really inspire people beyond their years of direct involvement with it. So I spoke to a number of people who have pretty much done just that. They've been fans of a band, One Direction, say, um, and then gone on to, a bit similar to me in a way, become journalists or media creatives or go into the world of PR, um, everything like that, really. So I just wanted to put aside, a, you know, put across a side of music fandom, which often isn't spoken about, or if it is spoken about, it's discussed kind of as a side topic to what it is a lot of people have this conception that fandoms and fan culture are something quite trivial still but it's been clear from what I learned in my dissertation and speaking to a load of people that that notion is becoming quite outdated what I want to do obviously if some people are first-time listeners like say if I don't know some of my friends they're not fangirls as such or say my mum (laughs) how would you explain specifically what a fangirl is in kind of layman's terms so if I was to describe a fangirl to say or you know anyone it doesn't necessarily have to be a female obviously um they would be someone that supports an artist or a band more than say just listening to their music on a whim it's more than just listening to them in the car on the radio it's kind of devoting your free time towards not only the artist themselves but also the community that sort of comes alongside that so it's speaking to other people um involving yourself in the culture so that might be writing fan fiction or doing fan art or even just you know talking with other people 
I think it's deeper than just listening to an artist but yeah not yeah. obsessive it, it you know it can be obsessive but yeah well that actually leads on to a question that someone actually sent in they wanted to basically know I don't know whether or not we'll be able to decipher this what what the line is between being a fan and being perceived as a fan girl and when you over not overstep but step into that mm. further culture I would I would say culture yeah I think, right word. I think the way I mean it depends it's definitely still a breakdown in the perception of fandoms and fangirls specifically from people on the outside looking in and those on the inside looking out it's it's a I don't know how to describe it but it's a bit like you can be a fan of somebody and you can admire them but then there's wanting to be more involved with that person and that culture that I think steps you up to that fandom involvement level if that makes any sense that was probably really poorly explained (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Earlier this year, I actually read a book. Um, I think it was a similar thing. Um, I think this uh, Hannah Ewins. Yeah. Um, she. I read her Fangirls book during the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. But at the front of her book, she's got a quote from someone saying, um, "Suggestion: Replace the word fango with expert and see what happens." <laughs> yeah. And I do think it is a perception that because it's a fan girl mm. or a fan boy it seemed very immature mm-hmm. whereas if you were a I don't know like an Arsenal fan or something like that you're not it's not looked down upon in a way kind of like thought as as childish mm. I think a lot of it also comes into gender so if you look back at like early fan studies with the likes of Elvis Presley and the Beatles and stuff like that a lot of media coverage surrounding that uses terms like hysteria which you know back in the 50s and 60s was still seen kind of as like a mental illness yeah whilst you know today we're more progressive with our thoughts and I think as time has gone on people are more receptive to that idea that maybe just because you're a fan of Harry Styles and love him and tweet about him all the time you're not completely crazy (laughs) it's just like a passion that you have I need to get that and send that to my mum because <laughs> I think my mum thinks my mum thinks I'm crazy. I think in the same respect as you know, people look at men and they see their their love for football and they go and watch the football every week. Obviously, not at the moment. Well, maybe at the moment yeah. actually, given the updates. But um, yeah, you know, they go and watch football and it's just like a cultural thing in this country. Men in England love football. That is that yeah. is it. You you know, you have your opinions on it. Some people, you know, have quite strong opinions but then as a female liking a music artist you're still occasionally tarnished with that perception that came back from the 50s and 60s it's definitely a generational thing I think I find okay this kind of nicely leads on from Mm. that how would you say that being a fan has changed from like back like from like the Beatles Elvis Presley era to like 1D Mm now how would you say that's like a change in the way that that it's more accessible that kind of aspect yeah I mean obviously technology is huge in this you know yeah it's for I mean both of us now we both talk pretty damn openly about our love for Harry Styles and everything like that across social media 
Yeah. And I think now with so many more people using it, it is more accessible to be introduced to these, you know, these cultures that if you weren't on social media, you might not get as much of a look in. Social media and technology and the advancements that have come with that have just completely flipped the way fan culture, you know, happens on its head. It's just completely changed it, which I think is brilliant. I've, you know, had the best time over the last 10, 11 years you know on tumblr when i was younger and now talking with people on twitter and everything like that and getting to know people for a shared passion that you wouldn't otherwise know you know i've met so many people that i would never have had the chance to meet or talk to without technology in last week's episode me and char were talking about how social media plays such a big impact in regards to you feel you don't feel alone in liking someone because when i say the first band that I was like a big fan of was Boyzone and Westlife yeah. <laughs> back 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 then you didn't have there was no Instagram no Facebook no Twitter all I would have would be me going down to my local Tesco's buying Ms oh, or Top Ms. of the Pops magazine <laughs> and cutting out pictures of them out of a magazine yeah. and you wouldn't know if they were going to be in the magazine this week whereas now we know that Harry was going to be on the cover of uh, Variety (laughs) magazine. I can't, that's the one word I can't say. Why? (laughs) And the articles, and like people knew the article was coming out today. And before, I wouldn't like, I would have had to wait like for ages and not know where they are, what they're doing. Whereas now, it's just, I could just go on Twitter and type in his name and I'd find out where he is and what he's doing. So for me back then, I wouldn't say I was as bad as what I am now but I do think technology and like social media has amped it up a little bit because it is so accessible to see what everybody is yeah. doing is that like in, in I can't, oh now I've got a word I can't say <laughs> instantaneous <laughs> connection that you yeah. can just find out where somebody is with these update accounts you can find out everything you need to know in the space of 10 seconds if you know where to look it's it's yeah. crazy <laughs> absolutely crazy <laughs> Why do you think that people, this is like getting into like a psychological kind of side Mm. of it. Why do you think that people become intrigued by celebrities and then that develops into being a fan? I think, I mean, obviously I'm not a psychologist. I'll say that. (laughs) I had a whole section in this literature review about the role of celebrity within, you know, teenage lives throughout history modern history so you know from the 50s up to now and I think celebrities represent this form of escapism for a lot of young people a a thing to look up to and aspire to whether that's you know a a right or wrong way to you know view somebody but celebrities are seen almost on this pedestal of I want to be successful and to be successful means to be a celebrity I think that kind of link has been subtly ingrained into the lives of many people I think brought up in the same generation um to believe that to be successful you have to be rich you have to be famous people have to know who you are when in reality it might not be all that but it's a way of looking at it which a lot of people align with so in what I've read in regards to mm. it um the fandom and creativity um 
I read that you, well, not that you said that, your research showed that um, it has helped psychological health um, among teens mm. due to them um, obviously being creative around the fandom. Like, I've noticed, especially this year, I've seen a lot more young girls setting up Etsy shops and stuff, making stuff to do with Harry Styles. Like, I'm, by the way, everyone, I'm using Harry Styles as a general <laughs> reference because that's the most accounts that I follow on my Instagram. But I would assume it's happened for loads of other artists and films like, like Harry Potter or Disney, um, making stuff, drawing, like... In many ways, I, I actually think that the, you know, the artistic stuff that comes out of the fandom is in some ways a lot better than the stuff that comes directly from his team. I mean, that might be a bit controversial. <laughs> no, but... I, I think a lot of people agree in regards to Harry's merch. Mm. Yes. Um, even though that has not stopped me from buying it. <laughs> yeah. <but> yes. <laughs> not gonna stop me spending my money, but <laughs> Yeah. But um yeah, compared to the other boys from One Direction, like Louis's merch, oh. I find it's really mm. nice and I would wear it. But I would say this year though, like I've been more inclined to wear my Harry Styles merch actually out mm. outside my four walls of my house and like his actual yeah. team match whereas before I probably wouldn't because I'd find it embarrassing it's strange isn't Which it is... that we all have this sort yeah. of perception that to be seen wearing this band merch or this artist merch is you know it's like a, a cultural embarrassment but it's not like it's literally just a t-shirt with their face on it <laughs> yeah and I think it's it's weird because like I don't mind putting on a Guns N' Roses t-shirt or um, a Rolling Stones t-shirt like I do listen to their music before someone comes to me and says <laughs> name me one of their songs I do listen to their music as well but whereas if I was to put on like my Harry Styles 2018 tour mm. t-shirt and wear it out in my head I'm like oh people are gonna look at me and be like why is she wearing that like that boy bander on on her mm. t-shirt but it's I think it's just from where a young age where you're like made fun of mm-hmm. for liking a boy band it's so drilled into culture of young people like when you're in school I don't know about you but I was known as the girl who liked One Direction like yeah uh well I had left well yeah by the time they, <laughs> I'd left school and left uni by the time they came out but yes I was known as the girl who liked Steps yeah. um Westlife I was known as the Westlife girl but like I said, obviously, social media wasn't no. a thing then. Whereas obviously from your your experience, you'd probably be able to talk a bit more about in regards to being at school and being on social media, how that would have played a part in regards to obviously, like you said, you're known as the girl who'd like yeah. One Direction. It's funny. It's Looking back, it's quite funny that I was known as that girl. But there were certain comments that would be made about it. And you you do take them on the chin, but they definitely internalise up in your head and I think that then leads into what we were just saying about how if you go outside in your, you know, your Harry merch, you you feel a little bit like exposed in a way. What would you say was the most interesting thing that you found out from doing your whole research whether it was included in the final thing or not oh, that, that's a really hard question I won't lie 
because it was such a I look back at it now like I'm, I'm quite literally looking at the contents table as we record this and there is so much content in here I didn't realize at the time but I touched on so many different subjects to try and get a concise answer that yeah looking at it it's a little bit overwhelming <laughs> one of the things I did really enjoy most about this was actually talking to people because it was at that mm-hmm. time where we were all so locked away and isolation had really began to set in it was <laughs> it was really bad because I, I live back at home now with my family and we live kind of in the middle of nowhere so it was literally me my mum my dad my sister who I saw every day for however long so to be able to say, right, I'm going to my room, I'm working on my dissertation, please nobody interrupt me, and be able to talk to people from around the world and just see different faces was something so welcomed. <laughs> like, just to talk to people and see what their opinion was on it, it really helped me get through lockdown one, but also helped me get some really solid thoughts for this project. Yeah. Did you find that, first of all, how many people did you interview, first of all, like, or for it online, do you say? In total, if we count, are we counting, like, the survey-style bits, or are we just going direct interviews? Direct interviews. I think in total, it was around, it must be around the 20, 25 mark. And would you say, because I always find that I have a lot of people like like in I would call them in the closet fans that come <laughs> into my DMs about how much they like Harry Styles or One Direction. I have noticed that this year there's been a shift in regards to how much people are being mm. open about liking him. And that's a whole other I think conversation in regards to the way his marketing marketing mm. team works um, and has worked this year and towards the end of last year. But do you find that once you get them talking, they can't oh, stop talking about absolutely. how much? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because I I find it sometimes I'm like, yeah, I agree. And they're like, come back, and I'm like, no, I I agree with everything that you're gonna say. And then it's just like I've exactly. opened the floodgate for them. There was like, one interview I did. I don't think it actually made the final cut because we went off on such a tangent. Um, but there was one interview I did with a girl from she was from somewhere in the states and because of the time zone thing it was late when we got around to finally doing it Um, and we were talking for like nearly two hours and I was just like this has been lovely but I need to go (laughs) like (laughs) we need to stop at some point (laughs) because not a lot of this is actually relevant but I've had a lovely chat with you (laughs) did you find when you obviously it's a bit different because you were doing music journalism but did you find when you kind of proposed this is the route that you want to go down to your supervisor Mm. that's the word (laughs) I was looking for on your dissertation um that they were a bit hesitant in going down the one direction route as such as the main yeah it was it was actually really nice because the guy who I had as my supervisor for this year um he did a similar module with me last year we basically did like a mini dissertation last year and I did it on a subject that I was really not like enthusiastic about at all so I did it into something like um what was it even on it was on music consumption so more like the business side of it 
and we got to the end of it last year and he was like I can see that you're not interested in this at all and I was like you're stating the obvious there Eddie like I mean yeah Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty done with this so when I came into it this year and I found out he was my supervisor the first thing he literally said was make sure you do it on something you enjoy so I was like could I could I do it on fandoms and fan cultures and just talk about One Direction? He was like, if that means you're going to enjoy it, be my guest. And he was actually really forward for it because he does another module that is all about fandoms and fan cultures. So he was like, yes, you do it. There's loads to write about, loads to talk about. Let me know if you need anything. Off you go. (laughs) What I want to know is who was the first person that you were like, person or band mm. or thing it could be film that you fangled busted over. or mcfly one or the other whichever one came first i think it was busted yeah. that came first but when i mean that was when yeah. i was really little my dad always likes to tell me the he's got this video of me um playing the air guitar to air hostess by busted and like jumping off the bed <laughs> he loves telling me that story and I think that was where it all, <laughs> you know, if I look back, that's where it all started. Then obviously McFly came along and took on that role of Busted. And then from there we had One Direction. And now it's progressed, you yeah. know, since then we've still got them all in their little solo things. And it's now the 1975 as well. It's it's just kind of kept going. <laughs> do, you know what's, do you know what's really weird is that I find a lot of people that were fans of One Direction are now really big fans it seems of the 19, to be a really natural progression for people i can't figure out why because they're not that similar <laughs> no no they're not i think i already know the answer to this but who would you say that person or band is now i mean i think i might have given it away just a just a, a little bit but it's, yeah. you know it's it's got to be harry i mean i love them all for their individual stuff i think zane's recent stuff has been exceptional as well like better is an absolute yeah. vibe <laughs> Um, but Harry's yeah. stuff just really hits uh, on a different level. I'm still struggling with fine line. Like, I have to prepare myself and sit down with tissues. <laughs> fine line, the actual song, just like that sends it's me that over. It's, section. When it when the trumpet, uh, it's fine line. It's fine line. But it's also like some of the 1975 oh. songs. They've got trumpets in and stuff, and I'm if always like, shy. they're my favourites. Like, I just. Yeah, I'm like if if it's got a trumpet in it, I'm <laughs> like there, like yes, like I always feel out, outraged that One Direction's oh. Olivia did not get the trumpets no. put in, and now it's making the rounds on TikTok so with better. the trumpets in. I'm like, I'm like, why? Because that's like probably top five songs. I think we should just do a fan release so... with the trumpets, oh, okay. <laughs> just the trumpets, nothing else. <laughs> I'm going to ask, obviously, from your mm. music journalist point of view, put your <laughs> bias fandom from yeah to the side for a moment, but who would you have expected from One Direction to do as well as they did from when they were five, if they all went their separate ways back then? I think it still has to be Harry, if I'm honest. I just I just think okay. like having seen that X Factor audition, if you look at all of their auditions one yeah. after the other, which I do probably a little bit too often, um <laughs> you just he's got that presence, I think, that just you can tell that it's something he was 
absolutely born to do. The general feeling was that Liam was going to be the one that did the best. Because obviously he, well, I don't know, for me, he was always seen as like the front man. Yeah, I think it was a toss up between him and Harry really, wasn't it? It was, they were always like tussling for the front. (laughs) Yeah, and I always thought his stuff but oh, his album I can't I've not even listened to it I the whole admit, way through because I can't do it of all the stuff that they've released individually his stuff is my least favorite and that's not a reflection on you know any personal feelings it's just it's personally yeah. not my taste but then I've got friends who hated like absolutely hated One Direction would you know take the mick out of me for it when we were younger and they're like oh I love Liam and I'm like what is this the tables have turned hey <laughs> people need to give One Direction a chance like it's some of their especially like Mate oh, um, they really and Made just in the AM. excelled on those albums they were coming into their own Made in the AM is like yeah. my favourite album of One Direction and every song on that no, I that is it. true whereas Whereas on some of the other ones, if like, we're I talking Made in the AM, like, what is your ultimate, the ultimate track? Oh, see, a lot of people who know me, they'll be like, it's, "If I could play, <laughs> but it tattooed that on says me, it like, that is that is your song." So, I would say that, but then it would depend mm, what mood true. I'm in. So, there would be that, but then also, I oh, do like Wolves, a vibe. A vibe. <laughs> I love that, and I also I do love, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I do love Olivia, and then it's hard to choose, isn't it? And then, but then I do love like what a feeling as well. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. Now I start thinking about. It, I'm like, I just really them, think that album, they, they just really um, came into their own, and they had such a strong direction. And then they were like, we, "You know what? We're going to take a little break." And it's like we're nearly six years on. It's it's not a little oh, break anymore, is- lads. <laughs> Um, you mentioned fan fiction a little bit in your um, research. Um, why do you think, or what did you find in regards to the way that fan fiction is perceived? Because I've mm. outed myself. I do read fan fiction. I do because I have read one. Well, I was introduced to Harry Styles yeah. on Direction <laughs> fan fiction because of After, and I think a lot of people have been that way um and i have read other fan fiction um a lot of the stuff that i read isn't harry styles no. as harry styles a famous person like, as he is now it's mm-hmm. him as a base I think, of a I think character there's a lot to be said on um, the people that actually write this fan fiction i think that you know from what i found at least there's a lot to suggest that this, you know, kids write stories. They write your traditional story, a bit like you were saying, I did this, this and this, and then I did this. A bit like keeping a diary. But I think when you get to that age of adolescence, so 13, 12, 14, that kind of age, it's a way for young girls specifically to sort of explore feelings and narratives which they might not yet have experienced, but in a safe way that people can sort of relate to. And I think there's a lot to be yeah. said on that that isn't always discussed or seen. But 
I think it's really empowering if you if you look at it. Why do you think it's kind of almost seem like childish and also like you can't um like people some people don't mm. say out loud that they'd read it. Because some of it is really like some of it is really good. Yeah. Some of it's better yeah, than I mean, other books that I've actually read. For a lot of people it I mean it links I think a lot back to that gender argument of it. I think for I mean I found in the research that there was quite a lot that was written on how society if you look at kind of like books and publishing and everything like that there's a lot of disregard for things that have come from women and I think when you factor in that it is women or girls I suppose who are writing these stories about someone they admire it does have that childish sort of element that fantasizing aspect that a lot of people struggle to get their head around which is where I think a lot of that negative connotation comes from which is a shame because like you said some of the stuff that has come out of fandoms and fan fiction everything like that is just brilliant (laughs) like it was one of those things when I was a bit younger that I would love to read fan fiction I would read it like a book before I went to bed like Wattpad was the place to go to find stuff like after I don't right i'm gonna do quick fire round uh favorite it's gotta be what a feeling got to be i just think it's so fleetwood mac vibey that it's it's just brilliant i love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um favorite album i think it has to be fine line or even the debut. Uh, Favourite music okay. video. Um, we'll do One Direction and Harry Styles. Really just brought oh, all the feels okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I reckon that one for the old um, One Direction yeah. boys. It's really difficult. I think I'm going to have to go with Kiwi again. Oh, okay. Okay, that is surprising because I feel like this, Fine liner, I think, I've had better music videos than last. Maybe, but then I just hate the suit that he is wearing in Kiwi. Obviously, I'm assuming you read a lot of things, watched a lot of things, maybe even listened to some other podcasts, or yeah, I don't know stuff when you were doing your research. I would like one thing that people listening should listen to, whether that be a song or a podcast, one thing that they should watch to understand fan girls and their fan yeah. culture a bit more, if there's anything. Okay, um, one, one thing I'll they start should with the read. Easy one. one thing they should read is that Hannah Ewan's book. Yep. I think it's just called Fangirls. I can't see it on the yes. bookshelf at the moment, but I didn't really listen to a lot podcast wise whilst doing the research I did end up actually reading a lot which I do regret because I spent so much time straining my eyes at my (laughs) laptop but I did watch as part of the research a documentary that they did on channel four it was probably 2012 or 2013 so it's quite old Um, but basically it followed a load of 
young fans um, kind of exploring the whole side of the obsessive persona that fandom gives off. Uh, it was called Crazy About One Direction. I don't think you can find it on Channel 4 anymore, but it is on oh. YouTube. It was quite interesting. Um, and it got a whole okay. load of criticism off the back of that with people yep. basically saying it was a really poor representation of fan Yeah, culture. give us a song. like Any song? Or One Direction Harry Styles specifically? All. Any song. Let me have a look Any in the Spotify like yes. tracks at the moment and see what we've got. Um, you know what? I'll go with my top song on Spotify this year and it's Overkill by Holly Humberston. And then we're going to end on asking you how being a fangirl or being involved in <laughs> fandom um, has impacted your life. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I... Anyway... Going through school, I knew that I really enjoyed music. So I used to play, well, I still play. I play piano, guitar, and I used to play violin as well. So I went down the route at GCSE of playing and trying to actually play stage-wise, and I didn't really like it. So I got to college, and instead I did music technology, so to do sound sound work and everything like that and go into the live event stuff. Didn't really do very well at that either. Um, but I also did creative writing and did a lot of my assessments at A-level on music. So I thought when it got to university, when I panicked and realised I needed to figure out what my next steps were, I'd do it there. And now obviously I've done my whole degree in it and that's what I'm looking to pursue for my career. So a lot of my story is why I wanted to do my dissertation in the way that I did. Because I I think that being in a fandom is so much more than a lot of people realise it branches out into so many different aspects of your life that if you're just like looking in, you wouldn't necessarily see. But yeah, thank you uh, very much. And yeah, um, if anybody has got any other questions I want to ask you, go put them over on the Instagram. It's always up in the. And that's it for this week's episode. A big thank you to Izzy for joining me on today's episode and a big thank you to you if you've listened this far. If you've got any other questions, make sure you head on over to the Instagram thatfangirl.life underscore and you can leave your questions there. And I will see you next week.